Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're welcoming our first guest, Linda Sanderville. She's going to talk with us about how our own childhood impacts the way we react to our kids, when, why they are triggering us, what we can do to be less triggered, and what we can do to set up our kids so they're less triggered when they grow up and a few different ways to regulate ourselves so we can stay calm in the chaos. <laughs> Linda is the host of the Self Love Scale podcast and founder of the Joy Reclaim Summit. She has 14 years of licensed and specialized experience in the mental health field, treating trauma, anxiety, and disconnection between couples. Linda is also a registered yoga teacher and hypnotherapist, we will talk about that on the podcast. She created her signature course, Self-Love Skills, to specifically address the heightened stress of high-performing women. Using accessible practices to create mindset shifts, enhance emotional balance, and put boundaries into action, she supports those who are juggling multiple demands on their time and energy, as well as those looking in increase, to increase their confidence and self-love. I know juggling multiple demands on your time and energy is something you all are dealing with. <laughs> so without further ado, let's welcome Linda on the podcast, our first guest. Welcome to Parenting the Intensity, where we'll talk all about how we can drop the general parenting advice that doesn't work with our emotionally intense kids anyway, and let go of the unrealistic expectations society puts on us as parents. Together, we'll find solutions and ideas that work for you and your kids. Chances are, deep down, you know what they need, but you need a little encouragement to keep going on harder days and permission to do things differently and help you fully trust that you already are a wonderful parent to your exceptional but challenging kids. Welcome, Linda. I'm super happy to have you here today. Yeah. Today, we'll talk about something that is, for me, a little foreign, <laughs> which is how our inner child can impact our parent parenting. And mm. I want to like preface this by saying that I'm recovering yeller. I'm totally mm -hmm. honest about that. And like when I when my older ones were little, I was often yelling because I didn't know what else to do because I was re right. repeating myself a thousand times and they were not listening. Change, things changed since then. <laughs> but right. I'm really curious because I think what you're going to talk to us about today, talk about <laughs> to us today anyway, <laughs> I'm having trouble with my sentence, will help us understand why we are doing that, like why we're yeah. yelling or why, why we're triggered by what our kids are doing and the, the yeah. behaviors they have. And yeah, so that's the topic. But I would like for you to start and tell us like, why, why are you doing what you're doing? What you're doing? Yeah, It's a bit in the intro, but a bit more of the <laughs> why behind and what brought you there, basically. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Gosh, you know, so much of my career 
as a, a, you know, a clinical social worker doing psychotherapy has been working with children, youth, families, and women. Like those are the the groups that I've worked with the most. And they're the ones that I have the heart for. (laughs) So I think my own experiences growing up and challenges, you know, with my own family unit and then helping others with either their immediate family unit or years later as adults, right? Dealing with all the effects of how they grew up. Um, All of those things combine for just the passion I have to help people to to heal and to better understand themselves and uh, to release a lot of that, a lot of the baggage and the negativity that comes from some of our less than healthy relationships uh, inside of our families. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I do a lot of work with um, core beliefs. Right. So the the work that I do really kind of centers from and flows back into over and over again, the core belief makeover, because so much of what we do on a daily basis, so much of how we function is very automatic. Mm -hmm. And it very much stems from the beliefs that we hold way down deep inside things that we are only barely conscious of, but they are actually determining like so much of how we act, respond what we think, what's triggering to us, right? Mm-hmm. It really stems from that place. So that's a lot yeah. of the work that I do. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I have to say it probably where I stopped being so overwhelmed as a parent is when I stopped being like doing most of the things automatically. Like when mm-hmm. I started doing things more on purpose, yeah, like deciding things instead of just going with mm. what was happening and reacting. I think that made a yes. huge impact. So yeah, that I think that makes total sense. <laughs> right, right. Well, I love you sharing that because there's a way that we can come to that somewhat intuitively. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of folks that that is actually quite difficult to do. Yeah. And you know, what you're describing is, you know, where I take folks from where we're working on that, that core belief, you know, makeover, mm-hmm. but then we're moving through that reconnection of mind and body where the intuition comes in, which yeah. I'm guessing is part of what kind of got you where you got yeah, to, right? Definitely. Yeah. Following our intuition yeah. is like something we are yeah. so disconnected from and it's so essential. <laughs> exactly. So essential, but it's hard. So and essential. I would say it, I got there by myself, but it took 10 years like if, right. if it if it can take like shorter than that it's better you know <laughs> yeah wouldn't that be nice for you not to have yeah. 10 years of like oh I can't believe I did that I can't believe I said that or said yeah. it that way yeah yeah and regretting so much things at the end of the day when you go to bed right. and like I'm gonna do better right. tomorrow when you get triggered right. again <laughs> right yes I think all of us have been there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah I would love to know for you to share more about the how that inner child's car um, Mm -hmm. can impact and like can explain why we're we're triggered basically yeah yeah you know and everyone's pathway is different everyone's story is different some folks have beliefs that were set in place by something that was very dramatic right very like obvious like oh of course you would you would have some hangups because of the way that you were brought up or things that mm-hmm, you saw mm-hmm. or, or, or heard somebody say. And then for others of us, it's much more subtle. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's where it can get really confusing. You can feel like, well, but I grew up in a pretty good family. Like yeah. I didn't really have major issues. I wasn't abused. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
but I'm, why am I still yelling at my kid? Right. So, but it doesn't have to be these sort of like big things, you know, in the psychotherapy world, we call it like big T trauma. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always have to look like that to impact you later on. And we know well as parents that even as well-meaning as we are, there are things that we do that hurt our kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's not always things that are very, it's not like we're being cruel to them or anything like that but they may have a sensitivity that we're just not really aware of. Mm -hmm. And so they take in something that we say or a way that we look at them or something that we do, you know, to them versus their sibling or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And they, and now they have sort of a a little bit of a wound. Mm -hmm. Right. So I just want to preface that with that statement, because it's not always like these intentional horrific acts that can lead us to having these these challenges with our inner child sometimes it's by what very well-meaning people who loved us and and sometimes we do the same the good news is that there's a repair we can Mm -hmm. always repair um so i don't want you know our listeners to feel like oh no like i'm I'm messing up my child or i'm messed up you know like but there's always room for repair Mm -hmm. um so yeah as far as the inner child goes um it can be something again just a a small moment of something that we took in as rejection and maybe it was even like our parent trying to protect us or saying like oh that's not that that's not how that works honey and mm-hmm. in that moment, we think, oh, they think I'm stupid, you know, <laughs> like it could yeah. just, right? Because it's the understanding of a of a small child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And it's not necessarily because the parents is doing anything wrong. It's just kids understand things differently than often what we think as adults. It's like the same way a child can make a big fuss about the color of a plate for them. It's super important, but most of the time as parents, especially when we're stressed and short on time, we'll dismiss that thing as not important. And like it, because it's, it doesn't look important for us as adults, (laughs) you know, and we're all, we're all guilty of things like that. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, there's this comedian and I, I'm, I'm, gonna be so upset with myself later because I'm gonna suddenly remember who you know what his name is but you, there's you this can con- send me later I could put it in I'll, the, I'll send in the notes. <laughs> put it in the show notes it's yes. so important yes so the comedian has this bit about how people you know someone was like making fun of a small child because they lost their balloon right I'm mm-hmm. sure some people listening have heard this joke but the 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 they were outside the child uh lost you know a, a grip on their balloon and it went floating up into the sky and the parents like that's not important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. losing a helium balloon, it's not like, the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. They're going to be just fine. And we know that. Mm-hmm. But the comedian was saying, well, you know, to better understand what that child is going through, why don't you just tie your wallet up? right at the end of a helium balloon and then just let it float off into the sky and have someone tell you it's not that big of a deal why are you so upset you know (laughs) or I would say now maybe your phone (laughs) or your right even more than the wallet actually isn't that funny I think so (laughs) that would upset me I might cry so (laughs) so just being able to to see that in the context of their world Mm -hmm. things that seem really small are, are really important right I, I so I heard someone else mention once when your toddler like your baby gives you like a piece of a twig off the ground when you're going for a walk it can be like okay why are you giving me that I don't I'm just gonna yeah. throw that in the ground you know and it's like well but to that child they don't really have anything 
they don't have all the earthly possessions. So mm-hmm. in that moment, they're giving you like a thing that they have. Yeah. <laughs> they're giving it all to you. <laughs> yeah. The, just, like the gesture is super important, much more yes. than what it is. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, that just imprinted on my mind. Right. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. They're giving me something. It's like all the things they have in the world, they just hand it over to me. <laughs> right. So, so even if I'm in the midst of feeling like, okay, we're on this walk, but it's hot and I need to go cook dinner and mm. stop yelling and stop walking in the street. You know, like I can, I can get caught up in all those things, but even yeah, just to sure. slow down, right. Slow down for a moment, take a breath and just like look my child in the eye and give them a smile. Just, yeah. just to appreciate them that moment. Yeah, appreciate that moment and the, the gift even yeah. if as adult, of course, that gift is going to disappear soon. But <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's okay, because we could not keep everything our kids are giving us. We no. would make an entire house just for that. <laughs> no, all the things my kids give me every day, the scraps yeah. of paper, the crumbs <laughs> off the ground. I'm not I'm not actually keeping all of them, no. right? It's just that, the, that would be an entire other problem. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be having a different episode podcast, yes, you know, definitely. right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just those small moments where we can, we can affirm yeah. and we can validate and just show value to mm-hmm. our, our children where it doesn't take a big gesture and it can just take a couple of seconds. And that's a way that we can nourish their inner child for like way later in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we may not have had all those moments because our parents may have been under stress, all kinds of things. I mean, my parents were immigrants to the U.S. and they were actually great parents to me, you know, for the like 95%, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I also like, didn't have major dramatic. Yeah. No parents things. are hundred percent perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that doesn't right. exist anyway. Like, no, yeah. no. And that would be an impossible standard to try to live up to. Mm-hmm. But the truth is they had, you know, they had a lot of demands in their time and attention. So mm-hmm. there might, there, there's little moments that they absolutely, you know, missed. Mm-hmm. Thankfully I'm okay. Right. <laughs> like it still can turn out quite all right, but yeah, there's, there's different ways in which we still can be impacted and having like an awareness of that, just having an awareness that like, as good as our parents did for us or as good as we had it mm-hmm. there there's just little breakages that had an impact on us and that we can be compassionate to ourselves about that i think yeah. it just gives us a little bit of room to to accept what is and just accept that we have our flaws and our sensitive spots and that as long as we're kind of just acknowledgeable about that mm-hmm. that actually does a lot of the work in terms of keeping us from being really reactive and really like trigger happy like mm-hmm. when there's moments coming up that are getting under our skin yeah and like would you say the awareness is enough to not be triggered or is there other things that we can do to avoid being triggered by our yeah. kids reaction or action or yeah I think that awareness is really powerful I think often it's not quite enough Mm-hmm. Um, for one, it would take us being conscious in the moment all the time of like our entire emotional history, mm-hmm. like while we're like dealing with, you know, the kid who just hit the other kid on the head with the block or whatever. Like yeah. we, we, it's hard to, to maintain that level of consciousness around that information mm-hmm. all the time. But I do think like, you know, the, the second step in my framework after that core belief work is that 
that realignment, that reconnection with mind and body. So if you are able to incorporate practices on a regular basis that help you to get back into connection so that your head is not floating up here above your body and you know there's no nothing happening, nothing speaking to the other part. Mm-hmm. If you're able to have some practices that help you to reconnect those parts of the body, that helps too. For some people, breath work is really powerful and, and that really does the trick for them. For others, having some mindful yoga can be really great for just helping you to maintain a baseline mm-hmm. that is more regulated and certainly doing some kind of subconscious work. And so I, I, I would refer to things as like hypnosis or emotional freedom technique tapping. Those kind of tools can be really helpful for, for integrating the subconscious mind in with your daily sort of like reactions and habits and thoughts. So those tools can be a really powerful tool. Okay. I think pretty much everybody is uh, aware of what yoga is. <laughs> I don't think we need to explain that much. Yes. <laughs> breath work is kind of self-explanatory to some extent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But if you might be touched just a bit on that and maybe a bit more about hypnosis and tapping, because I think for yeah. lots of people, those are less known approaches. Uh-huh. So sure. I'll, I'll, I'll do the work a little bit like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the, the breath work, yeah. You know, like you said, it's kind of self-explanatory, but there's there's so many different ways to do breath work. Mm -hmm. You can literally Google it and there's like 10 options that'll come up on the first page. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but a simple example would be something like in actually in yoga, we do something called alternate nostril breathing. So starting with your left nostril open, you would close off your right nostril. Obviously people can't see me doing this, but maybe you can hear the difference in my voice. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Confirmed. And then he would breathe in through that side and then he would close both nostrils and then open up on the right hand side and breathe in, breathe out and then alternate. Mm-hmm. Um, that one can be really great as a, as a quick, simple meditation practice to just bring you back to yourself. Right. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to take very long. That's something that you can do in anywhere from like a minute to, I mean, if you really wanted to be wild with it, you could do it for like 10 minutes and just <laughs> have a whole experience. Right. But it doesn't yeah. take that long. Um, so hypnosis is, um, there are folks who do self-hypnosis, but I, I do guided you know, hypnosis with um, folks that I see. And it's just basically a way of using very deep relaxation. So getting into a very deep state of relaxation with the um, aid of your, your guide or the recording you're listening to. And then while you're in that state, being able to um, either visualize, you know, just kind of do a light hypnosis, visualizing positive things or a safe space where you feel really calm and regulated so you can bring your nervous system back down from that higher activation from in the midst of a stressful day or you can actively process like oh you know what's going on and kind of have a conversation with you know parts of you on the inside about why am i so like why am i yelling so much mm-hmm. at my teenager right now i i mm-hmm. know that they need me to be gentle and kind with them and yet i just keep yelling at them and it's not what i want to do right going inside mm-hmm. and having that time to explore and to maybe make peace with something that needs some attention internally so that would be an example of what hypnosis would look like in terms of working with your own inner child mm-hmm. to help you as you're dealing with your physical child right out in the real world yeah right? yeah and i would say like from experience from my my household when you have people who don't like don't function well in speak therapy 
trying those different approaches can yeah. be interesting because some people just yeah. they don't they're not comfortable or they just don't want to do speak like talk therapy because it's just not them and i would yeah. say let's have kids uh, that are emotionally intense are neurodivergent mm -hmm. they often don't feel good in those settings so mm -hmm. i'll like looking at alternatives can be interesting yeah. um, right also right. so that's why I, i love the idea of like you explaining a little bit more those mm -hmm. approaches because sometimes we're like quick to go see a therapist for something for our child or for ourselves and it doesn't yeah. work for x y is like yz and or or a child just doesn't want to go or we don't find the right person so sometimes just looking right. at something else might be helpful yeah. too yeah yeah absolutely mm -hmm. i like that it's a very gentle approach it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be really gut-wrenching i mean it, it's you know again you're very relaxed so it makes it feel a lot easier to look at something that might normally feel really painful mm -hmm. but to feel safe while you're doing it and to not feel yeah. overwhelmed and flooded while you're doing it yeah so that might be great for people with some bigger trauma maybe also yeah um, yeah also i mean it works for a wide spectrum people yeah. do it you know for performance enhancement to give a speech <laughs> you know but and then some people are doing it because yeah they they have something that's really deep and buried and painful that they they want to kind of move past you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah it works for a wide spectrum of, yeah of I'm, I'm, I am, I'm i think it's interesting because i'm gonna have i'm gonna have someone special specific specifically <laughs> trouble today on breath work <laughs> on the podcast in a few uh, oh, weeks yeah. and i'm gonna have some people talking about uh, adoption and trauma mm. so i think that's also interesting because when you have an adopted child you don't know their past necessarily so right. like hypnosis can be interesting in settings like that right. like thing because the parents cannot tell the child's story yeah. Right. Sometimes, yeah, they might have the child from birth, but sometimes they got it like the child came in their house at three years old, five years old, ten years old. So yeah, they might have a big past, often traumatic. So I think that's yeah. that can be also an interesting path to go. Right. And you also talked about tapping. Yeah, EFT tapping. So tapping actually uses several acupuncture points so points where they would normally put the little tiny needles mm -hmm. inside of you instead of doing that you would just be using the pressure of your fingers just tapping on different points around like your face and upper body and so it the idea is that it seems to affect something with our energy systems there's no like really known reason why it works but <laughs> most people who try it get really quick relief from it so whatever it's doing it works <laughs> right <laughs> we, we don't really know what's happening but <laughs> we don't know it, we're like okay well it feels better so but it's and even if it's different... just placebo as long as it works you know mm -hmm. like, yeah. yeah i mean you have like the placebo I, effect is also powerful yeah it's very powerful like so any like that's that's my take on homeopathic medicine i'm like i don't care if it works or not the <laughs> like the placebo effect on my kids is wonderful so i continue <laughs> using them <laughs> i don't care about it like, thank you placebo effect <laughs> exactly it's yeah. like yeah like belly ache for example you cannot do much but <laughs> for kids often it's just doing something Like right. the placebo effect is so, and that's like so, like studies have proved that placebo is even more effective on kids 
than on adults because like they don't yeah. like the, the, the classic I'm gonna kiss your boo-boo like it works <laughs> it's the right. total classical effect that's right? all they needed yeah no adults is gonna be fooled by that <laughs> <laughs> but it works with kids because they're still like believing in magic yes, and like exactly so right. yeah like but, yeah anything that and often I think just taking an action with kids when they don't feel yeah. great it works so any technique might right. work because I think sometimes people are like a bit skeptic when there's mm -hmm. no like scientific proof mm -hmm. but I'm I'm always like honestly if it works do we really like it's not if it's not as if there was any side effects of it or it would right. cost you a lot of money right like, there's nothing negative that can come from it so why right. not try you know if it can help yeah. even if it's just the act of for yourself or for the kids just taking the time of tapping yeah maybe that's just it you know just yeah. like taking right. that time of concentrating so on some things it's kind of a mindfulness practice too in some way absolutely well it's funny what you you're saying about the placebo effect with kissing the child's boo-boo too because it's like a validation right they're saying yeah. that hurts yeah. and instead of being like whatever go play you're like oh mm -hmm. come here let me kiss it let me give you a hug I know that True. doesn't feel good right yeah. so there's like this you're attuning to them and the fact that they feel the way that they feel instead mm -hmm. of dismissing it and so they're able to more easily release it well tapping actually does a very similar thing mm -hmm. um so sometimes I'm working with folks and they're like why are you making me say these negative things out loud I should be doing positive affirmations and thinking positive and I'm like mm -hmm. well did that work last time so <laughs> You know, the thing is with tapping, like you can acknowledge the way you feel or that, oh man, I'm so, I'm so frustrated with myself, or I feel mm -hmm. like such a failure. And you're saying it out loud as you're tapping through these points mm -hmm. and you're giving yourself self-validation. Yeah, This is how I feel. This is my truth right now. I don't mm -hmm. have to judge it. Like, you know, it just is what it is at this moment. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And so you're and giving just yourself what I say, we, yeah. like people are not seeing you, but you're doing it as yeah. you're talking <laughs> You're tapping. You're like, what is she points. doing? Yeah. <laughs> I knew I know a little bit about, so I know what we were doing, but <laughs> you were tapping as you were seeing it. <laughs> yes, yes. And you can even you can tap without even, you know, I, I teach how to do statements and things like that, but you can just literally tap as you're talking about something that's bothering mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And even that, again, it's it's the yeah. acknowledgement and then the releasing of it that then mm. can make room for you to feel and think something else. So I think that's very important. What you said about like, it's validating and it's giving yourself permission to feel what you're feeling, because I think socially is something that we don't do. We dismiss our feelings, especially like our negative feelings. Like we'll, yes. we want as a society to move to, like past those negative feelings as fast as possible yes. for ourselves and for others. Like how many people are comfortable just sitting there, with someone's crying like most people want the person mm -hmm. to stop like I'm, I'm I'm sure you like me can do that because we're trained to do that <laughs> right <laughs> I, mean, I used to say that my only work tool was a box of Kleenex <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I I, 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 work, I was working with a lot like 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 physical therapist and like occupational therapist and oh. like psychotherapist and like people that had a lot of material and I was coming with like my pen and paper <laughs> and a box of, <laughs> and tissues, a box of and tissues. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and right. pen and paper I can do without. The box of tissues, not so much. <laughs> not, no, you can't do without that. Yeah. So I would say like, but that's not common. Like other than right. if you work mm -hmm. in a mental health, like 
field in general people right. are uncomfortable and lots of people that cry in our offices are uncomfortable doing so and they will also say yeah. i'm sorry i'm crying and we're like no, right no. no that's okay you can cry yeah that, you that's can cry where, here yeah. You can cry here. That's why I'm always using that, and it makes them laugh and cry at the same time. Because I like it, right. if you if you cry, I make my like my I I've done my job like <laughs> yeah <laughs> to some extent. Like it sounds weird, but <laughs> like we don't have room to cry and be yes, sad and exactly live our feelings in our society. So like mm. it's so true that you're saying validating them and then releasing them. Right. The same as a child that were dismissing their feelings, yes. they're yes. getting bottled up and then yes. they will get out in some way that is not yeah. good, that is not sane, that is not socially acceptable. Just right. Turning <laughs> of the light. It's oh, really sure. dark here. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's very important. And we are, I think, more and more doing it for our children. Like it's getting yeah. there slowly and with positive parenting and everything, uh -huh. but it's, it's still hard because it's still not a mainstream culture. Exactly. And I think it's hard because we're not doing it for, for ourselves. Exactly. So yeah. I think what you're saying is very powerful because it's yeah. allowing yourself to just give yourself permission to feel those bad things and not always think positive thoughts. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's uh -huh. great, but it's not possible to always think positive thoughts. And we might even feel guilty for not being able to do it. And then it's just getting right. worse, you know? Right, right. Then you're failing at thinking the positive thoughts. <laughs> oh, you failure. Yeah, it's not it's not helpful. Yeah, I love what you're you're pointing out, though, because, you know, just either, you know, our, our society, it's not mainstream, really, to kind of validate and be with feelings. People are very uncomfortable with that, generally speaking, like you're saying. And a lot of us had parents who were very uncomfortable with that yeah. because they didn't get that either. And then they didn't know how to do that for us. And so mm. we learned that, oh, okay, we don't, we don't air out our feelings, you know, ever. Mm -hmm. So we like, yeah. make sure you put that away. Unless you're so crying you can... in, the, in the shower, maybe something like that. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Don't let anyone know that you do that. But yeah, yeah. cry in the shower. Yeah. 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 So I think just they, we haven't had that experience ourselves. We, we have to get it somewhere so we can get into our bodies mm -hmm. so it can be familiar and we can we can grab it in the moment when then our kid needs it from us mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think like i i and it's it's very different than like we know we might know that it's okay to cry but how many time have we cried in front of our children uh-huh in general almost right. never unless like someone right. died or, or we hurt ourselves real bad we yeah. don't cry in front of our children. So even if we say it's okay to cry, we don't show it. Yeah. Because we we still carry that baggage of it's right. not okay to cry. So we don't let, and it need, we need to feel safe to cry, basically. Yeah. Which is not necessarily the case if we're our children. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> They're, and it's okay to some little... extent like they're not there for that for for sure for us, us to be but... like crying on them yeah no no, no but... that's not what i'm saying but also but... right yeah. yeah yeah i think that's very important <laughs> is there anything that we haven't touched that we wanted to share no i think you know just give yourself grace 
give yourself room to acknowledge that there may be things, even small, simple things that, that hurt you, mm-hmm. right? When you were, when you were smaller, smaller, you had more magical thinking, you were more vulnerable and it doesn't have to make sense. I think so often we want to yeah. look at things with our logical adult brain mm-hmm. for something that happened when we did not have that brain we did not think that way. We did not have our prefrontal cortex developed yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're looking back on it and being like, well, that didn't, shouldn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, when you were a kid, that's not how you thought. Mm-hmm. So you developed that belief or that hurt or that wound when you had a very different way of understanding the world around you. So it is hard to perceive now, but there's still a part of you that is very much in that time and doesn't yeah. know that anything has changed. And so I think just have some compassion on yourself and, and recognize that there may be something that needs to be addressed um, that hasn't gotten a lot of attention yet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great. I I want to just ask if there's anything that any resource that you love that you like was important in your, it, for you that you would like to share with uh, the community. So I just learned about this really cool thing today. And I was like, And just in case, I feel like someone must have mentioned this by now, but um, in the U.S., and this is available for anyone anywhere, mm-hmm. but there's a toll-free line called Parents Helping Parents. It's the Parents Stress Line. And that number, um, if anyone's interested, is 1-800-632-8188. And so it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's for parents or guardians who are having problems with their children and they offer support to anyone who who needs it. So I thought you that was cool. can call from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Never heard of that one. So okay. yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and so if people want to learn more, know more about you, where can yeah. they find you? And I, of course, I would like you to share, like I'm part of Uh, summit that you are having right yes. now when the podcast will be released so I would like for you to share about that but any other things that any other way people can reach out to you yeah yeah so my website is lindasanderville.com and I'm sure they'll be spelled out in the, the show yeah, notes yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> but that's my website and if you go there there's actually um, a link where you can get some free resources And I highly recommend if you have connected at all with what I've been saying today, that you download the hypnosis recording that is there for free. It helps you to process just negative thoughts or, 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 or negative thinking patterns that you're having. And it's a really nice, easy, light introduction to hypnosis, just so you can get a taste and feel for it. Mm-hmm. And it's something you can just keep and use whenever you want to have a, a moment to yourself. So that's one thing I would highly recommend. You can also find me on Instagram, Linda Sanderville. And then also, yes, I am hosting a summit um, during you know the, the month of October, 2023. And uh, it's called the Joy Reclaimed Summit. So for anyone who's interested in Uh, getting a, a ticket to come attend. Uh, Anouk will be one of our wonderful speakers. The speakers for the summit are really incredible. So I, I'm very excited, but um, please come and join us if you're interested in anything that has to do with reclaiming your joy with your physical health, your emotional health, your finances, whatever it is. We probably have someone talking about it. So <laughs> come on love by it. and be sure to sign up at joyreclaimedsummit.com. Yeah, I love it because like it's some, I feel it's something we don't take time 
like as adults to just feel joy, play joy, yeah. like every, it's it's things that we we forget to do in like yeah. all the to-do list. It's not on the to-do list. you know. <laughs> it's not on the to-do list. That's the problem. Yes. We yeah. need to add that to the to-do list and <laughs> come check the summit. <laughs> clear your to-do list and come to the yes summit. clear your clear the whole list and then just come to the summit yeah, you'll <laughs> feel be much better it. and you're going to be able to tackle the list after that <laughs> exactly That's like for thing. real actually yeah. yeah yeah like when you feel better you can do many more things like that's that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you so much for being here with me i want to say tonight because yes. it's tonight but not that much for you right but... <laughs> almost almost a couple more hours yeah but yeah, and it's really, it's really early in the morning. So, and I don't know where people, when people are listening. So that tonight is not really, <laughs> but today. Not relevant. <laughs> no, yeah. It's not really relevant. Um, but yeah, so thank you very much for being here. Yes. It was really great talking to you and knowing a bit more about all, the, all of it. And I hope yeah. that if anything resonated and I'm kind of, I feel I'm going to end every episode that way. If anything re- it resonated with you even if you don't know why that's your mm. instinct talking so just right. seek out the information the resource that Linda shared because often yeah. when something is resonating with us it there's a reason we might not know wh- what it is but there's a reason yeah. so yeah I encourage people to just follow that little instinct that little tweak it's the start of listening to our parental instinct instinct right, <laughs> right. that's true So thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, Bye, Anouk. I'm so glad you joined me today and took that time out of your intense life to focus on finding a new way to parent that works for you and your kids. To get the episodes as soon as they drop, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave a rating and review so other parents can find it too. Also, check out all the free resources on my website at familymoments.ca so you can take action on what's the most important for you right now. And take a deep breath, keep going. We're all in this together.